our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. My mom laughed in my face as she looked at me in the mirror. I could tell she was about to ridicule me again, so I braced myself for more insults. I was used to them, but it still hurt when I heard them from my own mother's lips, especially when we were out shopping. Do you seriously think anyone would be able to hold their laughter in when they see you in that? Oh dear, oh dear, I'm even struggling not to break out in a fit. Sweetheart, you needn't go to the party, you know. All our relatives will be there and it'll be embarrassing enough that no boy would want to be your date. Imagine what everyone will think when they see you in that dress. They'll think you're trying too hard. No, this dress needs to be worn by a real woman. In fact, I should be the one wearing this. I struggled when she tried to wrestle the dress off my hands. But mom, please, I saved up to buy this. And congratulations, now give me the dress because you'll just make it look as ugly as you. I tried to hold on to the hanger the dress was still clinging to, but my mom tugged at it with force, and that was when the dress ripped. The shop assistant looked at us in shock, and she finally grabbed it from both of us and put it in my basket. You break it, you buy it. Hi, I'm June. My mother has always told me I'm not pretty enough. Now she's kicked me out of the house for it. But don't worry, that's not where my story ends. Do you think you have an idea for a great story? Post the title in the comments below and give a like to the ones you want to see animated. Now let's get back to it. It was my brother's wedding, and everyone we knew was going. Patrick was pretty popular. He was kind, successful, and every girl in the city had a crush on him. Unfortunately for those girls, they weren't Amy. Amy was the prettiest, sweetest girl I ever met, and I'm really happy Patrick ended up with her. The only downside is, with my brother out of the house, it meant nobody was there to protect me from our own mother. I think my mother hated me ever since I was born. The day I was born, Dad disappeared. He was there at the hospital, and he told my mom that he was going for a bit of fresh air. He never returned, and my mom always blamed that on me. It's because he took one look at you and saw how ugly you were. It's pathetic. Your dad was hot. I'm hot. And somehow, you're a disappointment. He must have thought he wasn't the dad. If it wasn't for you, we'd still be rich. My whole life, I've lived believing that. Every time my mom told me I was too skinny, too tall, too awkward, I would cry about it and believe it. She was my mother. To me, everything she said was true and right. Patrick was perfect, though. He was the favorite. He was handsome, top of his class, and looked up to. I wanted so desperately to hate him, to envy him, but I failed at that, too. And it was all his fault. 
Patrick's the best brother anyone could ask for. Whenever mom would tell me something that made me cry, he was always there to comfort me. He would always tell me I was beautiful, that I wasn't all those awful things mom made me out to be. But I never believed him. He was my older brother. Of course, he would tell me I wasn't ugly, that I wasn't deformed. I loved him for it, for always cheering me up. But every time I looked in the mirror, I only saw what my mom saw. The month before his wedding, mom and I went shopping for dresses. And when I saw the dress I'd been eyeing for months, I was so ecstatic. I grabbed it from the rack and held it up against my neck, trying to see what I'd look like in it before trying it on. My mom took one look at it, and I knew she wanted the dress for herself. And that was when things began to go downhill. On the day of Patrick's wedding, I wore the dress that mom tore. I worked on it for days, repairing it so it wasn't too obvious that it had gotten ruined. I didn't have enough to buy a new dress, and my wardrobe was mostly oversized shirts and frumpy sweaters. My mom was right. People did stare, and they pointed and laughed. They laughed because they thought I looked ridiculous, because I thought I was pretty enough to wear such a pretty dress, and they laughed because they could see it was torn and I'd mended it. People laughed. My cousin Trixie went on live as she loudly announced to her followers everything that was wrong about me, and then my mom made her entrance. And yeah, she was wearing the exact same dress, only hers looked beautiful. When she came out, everyone gasped, and then the laughter came back, louder and more evil than before. The moment she saw me, she ran straight at me. Get out! Right now! Get out of here! Leave! Suddenly, the laughing crowd grew quiet, and Patrick and Amy finally heard the commotion. They rushed to my side and defended me. What are you doing, Mom? Can't you see? She's embarrassing me! How dare she come in the same dress, and it's torn, too! People can see! embarrassing you you're the one making a scene people are laughing at me patrick she did this on purpose you know how much she yearns for the attention that only i get please please can we calm down there's really no need to cause a scene i won't have it i will not she has to leave it's our wedding and june is my maid of honor if anyone should leave it's the one who's being a nuisance mom couldn't speak Amy had never raised her voice at her before. Even Patrick looked so proud that his new wife took a stand against our mom. But I couldn't let anything spoil my brother and Amy's day. I, I'm sorry. It's all right. She should stay. I'll leave. No, June, absolutely not. It's not your fault. June, it's okay. I'll go. You should. In fact, pack your things. You're an embarrassment. Don't you ever come back home. I can't let people think you're my daughter. You're simply not pretty enough. Patrick and Amy tried to stop me, but I ran. I ran because I had to cry the tears I was trying to hold back. In the distance, I heard my mother announce that I was not her daughter. I bumped into a man outside the church. Before I fell, he steadied me and caught me. I immediately blushed when I saw the tall, handsome, well-dressed stranger. You all right? Running away from all that cheesiness, too, huh? I... It's my brother's wedding. Well, my apologies if I called it cheesy. My name's Hans. I'm just here for Amy. We've been friends for ages, and even though I hate weddings, I mean... I didn't mean to... Are, are you crying? He handed me a handkerchief, and we talked for hours. We just walked in the graveyard, and I told him everything that led up to that point. And to my surprise, 
He held my face in his hands, took a good look at my face, and wiped away my tears. June, you have nothing to cry about. You are beautiful. It's such a shame your own mother couldn't see that. I wiped my tears. You really think so? I'm looking at you now, and I'm not blind, am I? I hugged him, and he hugged me back. If I were a designer, I'd hire you to model my clothes any day of the week. I laughed at how ridiculous that was. Me? Model? That's absurd. I'm not pretty enough to be a model. Sweetheart, you're not pretty. You're beautiful. The pretty girls, they can do commercials and catalogs, but you need to be beautiful to be a model. He twirled me around and told me again that I was beautiful. It turned out... Hans was indeed a designer. That weekend, he invited me to Paris. Without warning, he instructed his team to pick out a dress for me and do my makeup. Within a few hours, I was walking the runway. I almost tripped when I saw how bright the lights were and how many cameras were pointed at me. At the end of the show, people applauded. And when I got backstage, Hans and his team applauded me. They told me I was a natural. They told me I was going to be famous. And they were right. So many designers called Hans after that show. They wanted to know who I was. Photographers, magazines, modeling agencies, they all wanted to book me. Me! I was overwhelmed. But Hans was there through it all. My life changed from tragic to triumphant just like that. I may have lost my home, but I found a new one in Hans. He protected me, gave me a place to stay, and he loved me. Hans and I were a perfect pair, and after I became a supermodel, we made it official. Amy and Patrick were one of the few guests at our wedding. We wanted it to be intimate and special, so we only invited those who were closest to us. I still invited Mom, of course, but she never showed. Patrick walked me down the aisle, and we were both sobbing messes by the time he handed me to Hans. That day was the best day of my life. Days later, I saw my mom again. She tracked Hans and I down during our honeymoon, and she sounded desperate. Turned out, instead of going to our wedding, she'd spent the money I sent for her ticket on a shopping spree. She'd been spending all her money on shopping sprees, and now she was deep in debt. I hear you're a big shot now. Don't suppose you could spare some cash for your mom? You couldn't come to my wedding, but you're here? In the Bahamas? Oh, please, don't be a tightwad. I don't have enough for a ticket home. You say you're a model, but I don't really see why. You definitely don't look the part. I was almost about to pity her, seeing her so disheveled and stressed, but when she came back in with another insult, I was over it. I gave her a dollar. Here, use that to buy yourself a wet wipe from the ladies' room. Your makeup's too thick and I left her there to figure out how she was going to get back home with no money. My name is Kira, and recently, memory lapses almost ruined my life. Now I'm back to normal and remember almost everything with ease. 
Well, my memory problems didn't start at birth. All junior high and first years of high school, I remembered absolutely everything. I was a great student, memorized stuff easily, and even helped my friends with their lessons. Kira has a phenomenal memory, the teacher said. She can memorize long poems, formulas, and dates very quickly. You have to use that ability. My parents were thrilled. They complimented me all the time and said that they had high hopes for my amazing memory. I won school competitions. I was the best in my class and even in the whole school. However, my triumph didn't last long. If in junior high school, they still wanted to be friends with me because I was the smartest, then in high school, of course, I had my detractors. Those of you who are at least once the best at something know how it is. One day you get a round of applause, and the next day they're calling you names behind your back. That's exactly what happened to me. My first enemy was Olivia. We went to different schools in junior high, and she was the best at hers. Now she had a rival in my person. At first, Olivia took my progress as a challenge. Kira, congratulations, you did the best on the test. My teacher complimented me one day. Olivia snorted loudly and hissed, leaning toward her friend. Big deal, one time. Let's see who's the best next week. But next week too, my test was judged the best. And next week, and the next week. That's how Olivia knew I wasn't just a misunderstanding, but a real competitor and an enemy. One day, a classmate caught me in the school hallway, pinned me against the wall and blurted it out. Listen you, if you think you're the smartest, I hasten to disappoint you. I've collected every award in my school and I'm going to do it again. But what can I do if I have a perfect memory? I shrugged my shoulders. Just admitted that you're number two now, that's all. Olivia recoiled from me and stared wide-eyed. She looked like I'd punched her in the face. Number two? We'll see about that. I would do anything to make my parents proud. And the classmate wasn't lying. I wasn't too worried at the time. What's she gonna do? Kill me? That's ridiculous. I didn't even tell my parents about the story, but Olivia was determined. She and her friends were going to teach me a lesson. The girls broke into my locker, stuffed it full of books, and broke the lock. When I tried to open the locker door to put my things, it didn't open right away. I pulled the door as hard as I could. It flew open, and a ton of heavy books and textbooks fell on my head. In fact, that was the beginning of the worst chapter of my life. After the blows on my head, I lost consciousness. I didn't know what kind of books those bitches had put in there. Probably all the volumes of a medical encyclopedia. I woke up already in the hospital. The first thing I saw were my parents' upset faces. Kira, my mother exclaimed. How are you feeling, honey? What happened? I couldn't remember anything at all. My parents told me about the locker in the books. The doctors reassured my parents. They said it was just a minor bruise and that it wouldn't affect my life in any way. For about an hour, my mom and dad calmed me down and promised me I'd be home in a couple of days. You need more sleep now, he said. Dad stroked my head. We'll definitely visit you tomorrow. But at that moment, I suddenly looked at my parents fearfully and asked, Where am I? What happened? And that's when mom and dad realized that the bruise wasn't so minor. Yes, I had blackouts. And they reoccurred so often that every hour, my parents had to from the beginning to tell me where I was and what had happened. The doctors were just throwing up their hands. They took all the necessary x-rays and found nothing wrong. From that moment on, however, my life changed completely. 
At first, my parents still hoped that returning to my familiar surroundings would help me with my memory lapses. However, on the first day I had a real tantrum when I suddenly found myself in the middle of the school hallway. I had completely forgotten how I woke up this morning, how I was going to school, and I didn't remember the way to school either. No, schooling is out of the question, said a worried dad. Only distance learning. But distance learning wasn't going to do any good either. Once I had learned something, within an hour, I couldn't remember anything I'd learned. That's how my successes ended. And most importantly, I didn't know who had set up the textbook incident. I vaguely remember disturbing Olivia's life, but I couldn't remember our last conversation or anything that might have pointed to a classmate. But I was sure that one day I would remember everything and find the culprit that was phenomenal. My memory would now be considered by the Dory Fish. About a week after I switched, after I switched to homeschooling, someone rang our doorbell. I went downstairs and froze. Standing on the doorstep was Olivia and her friends. My mom, who had opened the door for guests, I think she was confused too. I'd been sick the whole time. None of my classmates or school friends had ever come to see me. Oh, that's right. I don't have any friends. Kira, how are you feeling? We came to check on you. Olivia seemed very sincere, and so did the girls who decided to keep her company. Seemed pretty friendly. I sensed some kind of unease, but I couldn't figure out what I didn't like. My mother invited my classmates into the house. She set the table and we all sat down for tea. You really don't remember anything at all? Olivia asked me thoughtfully. I remember things until I black out. I don't remember much since then, since I came to my senses. I explained. What do the doctors say? Will your memory come back? My mom explained to the girls that the doctors are trying to help me. But so far, the therapy is having very little effect. The girls were relieved and looked at each other. I was very pleased that they cared about me. However, by the end of the tea party, I had lost some of my memory again. Olivia? Girls? What are you doing here? I stared at the guests in surprise, and they stared at me. Your friends are here to see you, said my mother patiently. Friends? I don't remember having any friends at all. Olivia suddenly jumped to me and took my hand. Of course we're friends, Kira. You're so good, and you're about to be the best in school again. The girl almost cried, and I smiled back at her. Weird. My scrappy memories were telling me that she and I were major enemies. But how could an enemy care so much? I must have got it all wrong. One morning, my mother left me home alone. She needed to get to the office right away. I'll sign the papers and be right back, honey. Don't worry, I smiled. I'll just lie down and watch the show. Nothing will happen. But about 15 minutes after mom left, the doorbell rang. I had to go downstairs and open it. There was Olivia on the doorstep. Hi, Kira. I took the afternoon off from class and I thought, why don't we go for a walk together? You probably don't get out of the house at all. Yeah, I rarely went out and I only went out with my parents. We were always in a hurry to get back before I'd forgotten everything again. I don't even know. It was scary to leave home without my mom and dad, but Olivia was my friend. We'll just go for a ride in the park and come back. I got changed, got on my friend's bike, and we rode. We rode quite a long time. I was beginning to get worried. In general, I remembered my neighborhood, but at some point I realized I didn't recognize the houses and cafes we were passing. Aren't we far away? I got worried. No, we're right down the street. Olivia smiled. You poor thing, your memory lapses. 
I calmed down. Yes, it was probably my memory that was playing tricks on me again. Finally, we stopped. I got off the bike and looked around. There were only abandoned houses and deserted streets around. This isn't a park. I think I took a wrong turn. Olivia was puzzled. Let me ask someone for directions, because my phone is dead. The phone! I forgot all about it! My cell phone is on the bed in my room. I must hurry back in case my mother comes looking for me. Stay here and don't go anywhere, my friend told me and drove around the corner. And then I lost my memory again. I found myself in the middle of an unfamiliar street with no memory of how I got here. I was in such a panic. What am I going to do now? Where are my parents and where is my home? Why didn't I have my phone with me and where had all the people gone? Crying, I sat down on the sidewalk. Hey, miss. I looked up and saw a man. He was looking out the window of his car, coming out of nowhere. Is something wrong? I'm lost. I don't know where I am or how to get home. Wow. Do you remember your address? I'll give you a lift. The man seemed friendly enough. He got out of the car and headed towards me. But then my memory, which had failed me time and again, reminded me of maniacs and murderers who also looked nice and then lure their victims into a trap. Stay away from me! I screamed at the top of my lungs. Miss, I'm a policeman. The man went to his pocket for some reason. I thought for sure he was going to kill me. So I jumped up and ran down the street as far as I could see. But I didn't run for long. I tripped on the uneven pavement and fell down, hitting my head as hard as I could. I woke up again in the hospital. And again, my parents were leaning over me. Kira! My mother was crying now. Did you find me? That's good. I went with Olivia and I got lost and that man. You remember everything? Yes. After another stroke, my memory magically came back to me. And now I remember everything. The feud with Olivia and her threats and how she showed up at my house pretending to be my friend. Sometimes people cross the line to be the best they can be. Like Olivia, trying to get her parents' approval. She went completely off the rails. My classmate was just trying to teach me a lesson by doing that prank with the textbooks. But when I lost my memory, I realized I overreacted. It's one thing to have a bump, but it's another to lose consciousness and amnesia. Olivia was afraid of getting kicked out of school for that prank, or even go to jail. So she first made sure I remembered very little, and then decided to play it safe and take me away to another neighborhood, leaving me alone. Sounds crazy, doesn't it? I don't know what would have happened to me if it hadn't been for that policeman. Even on his day off, he couldn't get past a damsel in distress. Olivia didn't go to jail, but now she has to work with a psychologist all the time. And I'm back to being the best student ever. If you were me, would you forgive Olivia? Be sure to share your thoughts in the comments below this clip. The obstacle course seemed endless to me, even though I only had to run a few meters. The more I accelerated, the more my stomach bounced, and then my cheeks started bouncing in tune with it. I was like pudding, rolling down the road in the sun. After running only 100 meters from the start, I stopped to catch my breath. And after, I looked at my belly peeking out from under my tank top. The sweat was joined by tears, and I would have just walked away. But my trainer, Mr. Osfield, aka Bull, ran up to me and started yelling right in my ear. Get your ass together and get your fat sides over that wall. Now! I wouldn't have listened to him either, but there in the stands was my dream guy, Felix. 
I took one last deep breath, spread out, and jumped against the wall. I felt like I was trying to lift a truck. One last tug, and, and, I was stuck. My stomach was hanging on either side of the wall like jelly, and I was hanging on it like a fat fish thrown on a rock. I could hear the guys laughing, the screams of the coach, but I could barely hear them over my own heavy breathing. When I lowered my head, my huge cheeks hung limply and I cried. Hi, my name is Kara, and I was forced to pretend to be fat. This led to my crush falling in love with me. But before I tell you how it all started, I'm going to ask you to put a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. It all started back in summer when I lost an argument I was sure I'd win. I almost always win bets, so I wasn't afraid to bet high. That's when my friends who usually lost to me had a blast. I had to pretend that I had gained a lot of weight over the summer. The most frustrating part was that I have a perfect figure. I'm a cheerleader and Coach Osfield is the proudest of me. What's the big deal? The guys are judging the girls at our school by my figure. But a bet is a bet and I began to prepare for a hell of a fight. Of course, I didn't get fat. I just enlisted the help of a friend of mine who worked as a makeup artist at a local theater. My fat pads looked like real fat. Even to the touch, it was indistinguishable from real skin. And it weighed just as much, by the way. The first time I put on my costume, I fell, which made one of my cheeks fall off and roll down the stairs. Before the new school year, I tried to get out of school as much as I could, but in the end, my pride wouldn't let me refuse the terms of the bet. Oh yes, the first day of school in my new body I'll never forget. At first it went well, the other kids didn't even recognize me. Mr. Osfield even wanted to go to the principal and ask why he got such a fat girl in his group. Coach, that's Kara, suddenly shouted out Rachel. I just hate Rachel. She's my biggest enemy who wants to be captain of the cheerleaders instead of me. Mr. Osfield froze and clutched at his heart. Seriously, he looked like he was having a heart attack. Some of the boys got scared and ran to the school doctor. Coach didn't move and looked at me, and then his lips tightened and trembled. For what, Kara? He exhaled. Coach, I... Don't. He clenched his fist on his chest. I don't want to hear it. Mr. Osfield pulled a plush crocodile out of his pocket, squeezed hard, and quickly walked away, locking himself in his office for the day. Somebody said he even cried, and that surprised everybody. By the way, my figure was still being cited, but now they were measuring all the fat girls in school by me. That wasn't the worst part, though. My greatest fear was running into Felix, but it was inevitable. Despite my good looks, I couldn't win him over, and now I was afraid I'd disappear from his sight for good. I didn't even go near him. Because of fear, I'd be laughed at. Also, gaining weight... I faced some difficulties. As I became fat, I understood why the Hulk hated stairs. I started climbing them long before class started because I had to make constant stops to catch my breath. And those little desks in school. Not only that, on my way to the blackboard, I was like an icebreaker, hooking my huge sides to other desks and chairs. I also had to have my desk redesigned so that I can sit in it. I thought it couldn't get any worse, but I couldn't stop cringing. I was in a hurry to get to class, trying to move my carcass as fast as I could. Suddenly, I felt the floor slipping out from under me. 
My makeup would have protected me from the impact, but Felix jumped out to catch me. No! I screamed, but it was too late. Felix disappeared beneath me with a short cry. All I could see was his arm sticking out from under me, and the boy wasn't moving. I killed my crush! I crushed him! The other guys helped lift me off of Felix. He was lying unconscious. Under the taunts and screams of the boys, I ran out of the school at the speed of a turtle. When I got home, I hysterically texted my friends to go to hell with their argument. Oddly enough, they agreed to cancel it, saying I'd been through enough. Oh, with how much of hatred I wanted to say goodbye to this makeup. I even made a fire in the backyard to burn it. And then, waiting for the flames to ignite, I got a message from Felix. He was sorry about what happened, and he just said the guys were being unfair to me. And then he offered me his support. Support! Felix wants to talk to me! Ah! I noticed in horror that some of my makeup was already in the fire. I immediately pulled it out and began to extinguish the flames. No, I'm not getting rid of it now. For Felix's sake, I was willing to put up with it. Felix kept his word, and when I got to school, he started fighting back against my bullies. He even dared to talk to Mr. Osfield, who refused to let me into his classes. It turned out to be an idiotic idea, though. The trainer was determined to get me back into shape by all means, so he put together a complicated weight loss program. But I can't lose weight. It's makeup. I can't pay for a few more costumes with a skinnier version of myself either. After all, I haven't even had time to pay for this one yet. But at that moment, I was so charmed by Felix's courage and care that I agreed to the grueling training sessions. Not only did Felix have to drive me away from training in a gurney, Rachel became captain of the cheerleaders, the year of the state's premier cheerleading competition. I'd been working my way to winning it for three years. I exhausted myself with training and dieting. And now this bitch has taken my spot. It was one of those workouts. I got stuck in an obstacle course. That's where my story began and it got even more complicated from there. Despite all the difficulties, there was a huge upside to the situation. Felix and I started hanging out a lot. He even took me to a cafe with diet food and I mistook it for a date. I was ready to squeal with delight and I decided that if the date went well, I would finally take off this stupid makeup and open up to the guy in all his glory. But in fact, I was waiting for a bummer of galactic proportions. You know, Kara, I didn't know you were such a good girl. Felix covered my plump hand with his and I was ready to howl in frustration that I couldn't feel his touch because of the makeup. I'm glad looks aren't important to you, I exhaled excitedly. Well, actually, it does matter. I don't like people who chase their beauty. I thought that's what you were. What? My cheeks jumped in outrage. You're handsome yourself. I wasn't always like this. Felix's face turned dark and squeezed his fork so tight that he almost bent it. I was the way you are now and endured a lot of mocking. My older brother even dressed me up as a fat man to cheer me up. But that's insulting and very low. I'll never forgive that. You understand me, don't you? Yeah, I said and laughed nervously. It's a real failure. Felix told me about the abuse and the long treatment. He couldn't stand making fun of fat people, and in his eyes, the fact that I wore this makeup would also be a mockery. I was faced with the hardest choice of my life. I could go on pretending to be fat and pretend to lose weight to keep Felix around. Or I could take off that hideous makeup, upset Felix, but go back to being a cheerleader. 
I take down Rachel, make myself captain again, and be famous across the state. But my crush on Felix blinded me. Why would I need all that if my crush wasn't around? I kept going to workouts to beat the weight loss, and I was saving up for a new makeup job, but it all sorted itself out. Felix asked me out on a romantic date. He wanted to see the waterfalls together. The two of us were on a boat, and I was ready to melt in love with my bow. Everything was perfect, but blinded by love, I forgot the most important rule. Makeup is afraid of water. As we swam close to the waterfall, I felt my cheek peel away. Kara, what's wrong with you? Felix looked at me in surprise. I was smiling like a fool. My tooth hurts. I lied trying to keep my makeup on. You don't look so good. Why don't I take you home? Yes, yes. Hurry, Felix. I had already succumbed to panic, and I could feel my stomach sliding down. And as soon as we got ashore, it happened. Ah, what the hell is that? Felix, pale as chalk, looked at the belly, falling out from under my sweatshirt. And my cheek did fall off. The guy rolled his eyes and collapsed unconscious. Help! Help somebody! I screamed, but people tried to help me first, watching my skin fall off in huge chunks. When all this horror was over and Felix came to his senses, he said he never wanted to see me again. You're as soulless as the rest of them. I was right. You're just a doll who loves her body and makes fun of others. It was a bet. A normal person would refuse such a vile argument. Felix turned away angrily. You know what? You need to stop whining. I was furious, waving my unusually light arms. You should be proud that you made it through the weight loss, not be resentful of the world. I never made fun of overweight people. And yes, I love my body. I keep myself in shape so I don't turn into this. I jabbed my finger at the makeup on the ground and walked away proudly. The next day, my appearance at school was an extravaganza. Coach Osfield carried me in his arms and almost cried tears of joy. Rachel, on the other hand, was ready to roar with anger because Coach had put me right back in the captain's chair. I'd gotten over the fact that I'd lost Felix. But then I saw him in the bleachers during the state tournament. He was holding a sign with my name on it. Kara, you were right. The guy ran up to me after my brilliant performance. I was so caught up in the past that I almost missed out on my beautiful future. You. He suddenly held me close to him. I found out who you are inside, and that's the most important thing. That's how an idiotic argument and a tough test turned into a series of victories for me. What's more important to you, the outside or the inside of a person? Write your answers in the comments. Mrs. Dunn, I can't let you in. The head of the mansion's security said sternly, blocking my way to the helipad. He used to be good to me. That's right, I'm Mrs. Dunn. It's my house too. Get out of my way or I'll fire you. I didn't even think I could be so bossy. Your husband said that you are deprived of your right to property. It is true, temporarily. This square cretin coldly wrapped out and smiled disgustingly. You want to know why it all turned against me? Well, okay. My name is April, and this is the story of how I married the ugliest but richest guy for his money. I freaked out and went to the garage, where my faithful personal driver was always waiting for me. But the driver refused to drive me too. He just looked at me in disappointment and said that after what I'd done, he wouldn't even let me get in the car. But we're friends, help me. 
I pounded my fists desperately on the limo glass. Mr. Dunn is my friend too. I never imagined that you could hurt his heart so much. The driver shook his head and turned away. Well, I don't care. I'll take a cab myself. While I was hailing a cab, it started pouring rain and they wouldn't even let me under the roof. Everyone in the mansion hated me. Although having lived in poverty for a long time, I imagined life in the mansion as something fabulous. You think this is going to be a story about a poor gray mouse that no one noticed? No, it wasn't quite like that. That's the thing, I've always been beautiful. I didn't have any money for makeup, but even without it, guys liked me. In fact, it was for my natural beauty that they valued me. But our life is not a love affair. Beauty doesn't matter to many people, if you don't have a scent. First of all, my terrible worn clothes ruined everything. Even the guys who liked me didn't dare go out with me because they'd just get laughed at. Secondly, my mother worked as a janitor at school and was strict with everyone. She was always trying to protect me, but it didn't help because I was an outcast for the rest of high school. I had a hard time getting into college. It was there that I finally began to feel like a normal person. The students didn't pay as much attention to my status. I realized this when all of us, poor and rich alike, gathered for a student initiation ceremony. There were several hundred of us in the gym. Everyone was having fun. And then paint came pouring down from the ceiling. It was really cool. Then the senior men handed out water pistols. We poured water on each other. And student life would have been fine if I hadn't, out of habit, avoided people. I had only one friend, Ellie. I was blowing guys off because I was ashamed of myself. But then there he was, my future husband. There was a rumor going around college that Dylan Dunn was going to appear in person at the session. All the girls were excited, and some of them even changed their looks to get attention. Ha, <laughs> Dylan Dunn. Is that shirt for Dee Dee? That is so ridiculous. I was amused by his first and last name. But Ellie didn't share my humor. This is the son of Alan Dunn himself. Someday his designs will eclipse the glory of Apple. So that's what this is about? Is it all about the money? I didn't even try to hide my disappointment. He is a millionaire, and he must be so handsome that our athletes can't compare to him. No one has ever seen him before. Indeed, Dylan was not on any social network. The mysterious millionaire. And there were a lot of rumors flying around about him. Some of the girls even suggested that Dylan and his family were mysterious vampires with unimaginable wealth, like in Twilight. But the guys were only leaning towards one theory, that Dylan Dunn was just a rich jerk. And then the day X came. Dylan arrived at the college in a fancy limousine. Everyone was shocked. The limo door swung open all by itself. The girls gathered around in anticipation to see how the handsome man would step outside and the sun would sparkle on his cold, pale skin. All these dreams were shattered by amicable laughter and whistling. Out of the limousine came a guy as ridiculous as possible. Nickname Dee Dee suited him perfectly. He was unnaturally thin, with long, bleached hair. Instead of a classy, stylish suit, he wore stretched, shapeless clothes. On the first day, Dylan was named the ugliest guy in the entire college. But you know what surprised me the most? The girls still ran after him. I don't get it. It's about the money again. I was pacing around my friend's room, fiddling with a pillow. 
People don't care about your looks as long as you have money. Ellie calmly watched how the contents of her pillow were flying all over the room. And you think that's normal? I hate greedy people. April, relax. My friend even stood up. Why does that worry you so much? Because I've never held more than a thousand bucks in my life. I've never had any money. And greenbacks ruined my life in high school. Everybody's so obsessed with it. They forget about humanity. And then I noticed that my friend's entire room was like covered in snow. I destroyed all the pillows. The worst part was realizing that secretly, I wanted to be rich too. I told Ellie one thing, and in my head I kept thinking about the fact that I wanted, for once, to feel what it was like to be rich. And soon, I had a chance to find out. In front of a pair, Ellie caught me in the hallway and took me aside. Dylan likes you! Her eyes lit up with excitement. Why would you think that? He looks at you in that way. And half the girls in college want to kill you for it. That's ridiculous. I turned away and suddenly bumped into Dylan. The weirdo stared at me without blinking. And then he held out his skinny hand and smiled. Oh no. Or, oh yes. What should I do? My head simply shut off at this moment. It's not just a guy, it's a millionaire. If I reciprocate, then all my troubles will disappear on their own. I would have money. On the other hand, I didn't want to stoop to those who chase guys for money. And Dee Dee, though a ridiculous freak, is still a human being. I couldn't do that to him. And you already know that I couldn't resist the temptation for long. It all started with gifts. Dylan didn't dare give them to me personally. He'd toss them to me or give them to me through the guards. And he himself watched me closely from a distance. At first, I just ignored the gifts, and then I started giving them back. Dylan, don't waste your money and my nerves. I don't want anything from you. I'm sorry, but you are not my type. I returned the unlimited membership to the best spa center in town that he'd given me. Dylan said money was such a small thing. The most important thing is a person's soul. And then he added that he could see he wasn't my type. But he didn't understand that, because other girls are not repulsed by his looks at all. I had to tell him the truth, and I told him honestly that for a purse full of millions, they are ready for many things. I know, he answered with a smile. That's why I like you. Accept my gift. It's from the bottom of my heart. You barely know me. Why all this? Dylan said that I was the only one and that he really liked me. Me? Oh, look, what a beautiful bird. I shouted and ran away like a complete fool while he was looking in the direction I had pointed. My head was filled with all kinds of thoughts. I didn't like Dylan at all, but he liked me. What's more, he is willing to shower me with money just for talking to him. And that's when my head exploded. I started talking to Dylan, and then I started pretending that I liked him. And the more I pretended, the more generous he was. It's true, I had to transfer to distance learning. It became dangerous to be in college. Dylan's admirers gave me hell. Of course they thought it was because I was beautiful, so the main blow fell on my appearance. They pelted me with all sorts of nasty stuff and ruined my clothes. But the most cringeworthy part was ahead. They grabbed me and put a lot of self-tanner on me and one of them took out a hair clipper and shaved me bald. I ended up being a bald bronze statue. But Dylan didn't turn his back on me and started spending even more money on me. 
And then we flew to Paris, and he proposed to me, right at the top of the Eiffel Tower. I couldn't refuse. It wasn't out of love. But I tried to kid myself that getting married would make him happy, and me, rich. Everyone will remain on the plus side. Ellie didn't approve of my position. That is so low. I don't believe you will do that. You're the one who disapproved of the pursuit of wealth, and now you're one of those dolls? She didn't even look at me, turned her back to the window. And then she continued, you're taking advantage of him. I can't believe my friend has turned into such a monster. And we had a fight. She didn't even come to my fancy wedding. Now I was fabulously rich, but that didn't make me any happier. Money didn't warm my soul. And the longer I lived in Dylan's mansion, the worse I felt. Everyone here adored my husband for his kindness. Already at the age of 19, he was contributing huge sums to charity. What's more, as it turned out, he used to be handsome. Dylan ruined his own looks to show everyone that beauty is not the main thing. And he loved me very much. Everyone at the mansion respected and appreciated me, but no one knew what a snake I really was. The situation worsened when I realized I was falling in love with my husband. That's wonderful, you'll say. No, it's a total fiasco, I will answer. At least I used to be able to lie and play my part. But the warmer I felt about him, the harder it was to deal with my conscience. I wish I'd told him the truth right away, but I didn't. I don't know how he found out, but maybe Ellie did. Dee Dee drove away, and I was left in a mansion with people who hated me. That's why I was waiting for a cab in the pouring rain. I knew where Dylan was going. That's why I followed him, to tell him how I felt. Dylan, I love you for real. I couldn't hold back my tears, and I hugged him, but he pulled away. Why should I believe you? You're such a good liar. Dylan, I'm ready to lose all the money. I'm ready to go back to that trailer where I spent my entire childhood, as long as you forgive me and believe in my feelings. You don't have to give me a dime for the rest of my life, but I want to be with you. This conversation went on for a long time, and Dylan said he'd give me another chance. But now everyone would be watching me closely. I paid the price for my greed by losing people's trust, lost a friend, and almost lost my husband. There's only one conclusion to be drawn. Greed ruins lives, turning people into animals. Have you ever succumbed to greed? Share your stories in the comments. Like this video and send it to your friends. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.